As your kids grow up, it's really important to prioritize your marriage relationship. Now, we're going to be discussing that today, and specifically for blended family couples, uh, how to keep the marriage a priority, even though there are multiple challenges on multiple fronts. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They lead our marriage department, and we're going to hear now uh, some further conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Ron Deal and Dr. Gary Chapman, who shared insights on how blended families can work together. You know, it's amazing. Grandparenting, I didn't have the, the advantage of grandparents. They weren't connected to our f- little family, our shrub. We didn't have a family tree. We had a shrub. <laughs> but uh, in that context, there was a surrogate grandparenting family that my mom connected with and they were just super nice Mm -hmm. older people the hopes they actually led my mom to the lord before she died so they did so much for our little fledgling family but the thing about it is grandparents by definition they can play an incredible role of letting out pressure within the family you know you go to grandma and grandpa's house and there's just a way that grandparents can talk to you as a 12 year old as a 15 year old that makes that connection so tight Hmm. grandparents can be a stabilizing force through the difficult single parent years they step in they fill a gap they pick kids up from school they make them breakfast they do and by the way there's a little loss for grandparents now a new step parent comes in we have this new family and that we don't need you, grandma, to make breakfast anymore to drop off or pick up. Well, that creates a little hard place in her heart, right? Right. It's transition for everyone. Well, Gary, I was going to ask you about that uh, because in the counseling practice that you do, it seems to me the adult children and the grandparents should be able to get together and work these wrinkles out, don't you think? I they mean, should be. They don't always. <laughs> we <laughs> wish. They should be. <laughs> but wouldn't that be a good first place to start? Let's get yeah. it up there on the table. Let's talk it out. Uh, the help that you can be to our family, grandma, grandpa, and kind of lay it out. Yeah, and I would say to both the grandparent and to their adult children, if the other one is being negative and the other one is saying, I don't want to have her lay, or they're being critical you don't mimic their behavior. You don't say, well, then we just won't have anything to do with each other. I've seen that so many times. They just cut each other off. And that is never healthy. And sometimes it can go on for years and everybody suffers from that. No, it's okay to recognize the hurt that they're coming from. Both of you have some hurt that you're expressing. If you can listen empathetically, try to put yourself again. We've said this before. Put yourself in their shoes. Look at the world through their eyes and say, okay, and I can see how you would feel that way. Now, how can we solve this? And you look for a solution rather than just cutting the ties. Right. It's so critically important. And what a healthier family you will have if you can do exactly what Gary's talking about. Um, I want to dial in to probably the most important question. Again, being that child with a stepdad that I had, um, it can be discouraging, I think, as that parent that step-parent, if that child just continues to refuse to let you in. And Gary, this has all been wrapped around the love languages, and I get that. And this parent's been trying. They've been doing the touch, or if it's gifts, or if it's affirmation, all of those things that you've brilliantly highlighted. But it's now year five, Mm. and I'm getting discouraged. And the child is not 10, he's 15. And the problems are getting worse. The defiance is getting worse. What hope is there Mm. if you've been at it a long time, even on your knees praying, God, help me with this young boy that you've given me to raise as a stepson? 
Well, I think, first of all, we recognize that we cannot control that stepson's behavior. As parents or step-parents, we cannot control their behavior. But we can continue to reach out in love to them. Ultimately, love wins, even if they don't ever, you know, warm up to you. Right. They're still going to move into adulthood remembering the way you did reach out to them in love. And, and I would say also, don't force yourself on them. I don't care how long it's been. Don't force yourself on them. But do consistently reach out in speaking their love language on some level. And, you know, we've talked about different levels of the love languages. But I say be consistent and continue to have a positive atmosphere. God, help me to treat them the way you treated me. Because the scripture said, God loved us while we were sinners Mm -hmm. and sent Christ to die for us. So I feel rejected by this person, but help me to love them. Show me how to love them consistently because your love won my heart. And ultimately, I hope that my love can win their hearts. Mm -hmm. That's the God grace piece that empowers me to keep going when I'm frustrated. I think there's an external thing I would recommend to people. One of the things we do at our ministry to Blended Families at Family Life is we help churches understand how they can support families in this situation. There are stepmom groups. There's, you know, you can get together with a group of couples who are studying material about blended families. You can learn how to be encouraging to other people and be encouraged by those relationships. When it's hard inside, sometimes you gotta reach out and get some help from the outside. No, it's so true. And these are great truths, again, for uh, biological families or blended families. These things, these principles all apply. Um, That last question has to be that step-parent who's at the end, Mm -hmm. and maybe they're thinking of giving up entirely because it's been so destructive emotionally for them Mm. and they don't have the support of the person they married and the kids and that spouse are kind of winning to wear that person down i mean obviously counseling is the right step there but where else can they go i do think resources are helpful imagine somebody saying honey could we sit down and read this book could we read it together could we just kind of look at this. Could we watch this video of uh, folks on the family having this conversation and let our discussion around what's going on with the child and what's happening on this side of it, and can you see how this is unraveling your family? All of a sudden, that becomes intervention. It's a tool. It can't be heavy-handed, but that person is reaching out for something practical that could help influence the other people in their family. That's yeah. one thing that I've seen happen over and over again. And Gary, I would think spiritually speaking, the marriage is paramount yeah. because kids will leave. Right. They grow up and they go. And what yeah. you're left with is that marriage. And that's why marriage, next to your relationship with Christ, your marriage is the next most important relationship. Then your kids mm-hmm. and then so on to friends, etc. So we've got to prioritize correctly. Yeah, and that's why we really emphasize in the book the marriage relationship because in a blended family... That marriage relationship, when the two of you are loving, supporting, caring, encouraging each other, it's the best thing you could be doing for your children. Whether they're being responsive to both of you or not, they now have a model of what it looks like to love and care for another person. And giving them that model is extremely important. I so appreciate the insights from Ron and Dr. Chapman. And Greg, there might be a blended family couple um, listening where there's one spouse trying to honor God, um, but the other isn't working so hard or maybe is uninterested. 
What encouragement do you have for that spouse who's trying to live in a way that honors the Lord? Yeah, it's so easy to take on that burden of convincing our spouse to, you know, reconnect with God or to live out faith in a certain way. And I think it's just always important to start with, it's not my job to convince my wife, you know, to, in whatever her relationship looks like with the Lord, that's between her and the Lord. I mean, it's so easy to feel that responsibility, mm-hmm. but, you know, I mean, that that's God's job. And the great news is that he's always pursuing Aaron. He's always going to pursue our spouse. I think, though, what what we can do, because I'm, I'm the kind of person that goes, okay, don't tell me what I shouldn't do. Tell me what I what I should do. I, I think it boils down to two things that it's what we can do is we can love well, and then we can live out the truth of, of who God is in, in, in an excellent way. And so I think, you know, loving Aaron then comes down to, you know, just having a passion for her, um, unconditionally accepting her, it's when, you know, John thirteen thirty five says, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples by the way that you love one another. And so the way that I choose then to love Aaron, that, that's evidence of who God is. And, you know, that can point her towards towards him. Um, I can continue uh, serving her, you know, looking for ways to sacrifice for her, Mm -hmm. dating her. I mean, doing all those things like that shouldn't change on any level based on her pursuit of God or not. I mean, my job to show up and love well. Yeah. And then also, though, think that it's also um, paying attention to how I'm choosing to live my life. Am I reflecting you know, the fruits of the spirit, for example, that's a great way to look and go, boy, what is, you know, that, that love, joy, peace, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness. I mean, how am I walking those things out, especially in my marriage? Mm-hmm. Because those are the things that, that, you know, will attract Aaron to God as she sees me living out who he says he is and his truth. Yeah. And so I think at the, at the end of the day, you know, I've got to let go of that responsibility and that burden of somehow being the one to convince her to get back in line with the Lord. Let God do his thing. Mm-hmm. He, he's way more capable of of winning our spouse's heart over than I could ever yeah. do. I, I so appreciate that perspective and so reassuring. And uh, certainly for most couples, uh, the book by Dr. Gary Chapman and Ron Deal is going to be a wonderful resource. It's going to help you as you tackle these moments and these uh, particular challenges in your family. It's called Building Love Together in Blended Families, and we have copies of that here at the ministry. Uh, We'd ask that you support Focus on the Family, either a monthly pledge or one-time gift of any amount. Uh, That makes uh, possible podcasts like this, our counseling team, uh, I'll speak more in a moment about them, and so much more to help couples in their marriage. We want you to have a strong, healthy marriage, and uh, your support is part of the work that we do. So please, uh, prayerfully consider what you might donate, make that contribution, and then request your copy of Building Love Together in Blended Families. Now, I mentioned our counseling team. They're available to you um, for a counseling consultation. 
make a scheduled appointment for that when you call 800, the letter A in the word family. They'll call you back, they'll talk through, they'll listen to you, and they'll offer some insight and advice. They're a terrific resource. Take advantage of our counseling team and their services if you're in a struggling marriage. Uh, frankly, if you have any struggle in your life, they've, uh, they've heard pretty much everything families go through, and they're a phone call away. 800, the letter A, and the word family. Next time, we'll hear from Ryan and Selena Frederick about how you can uh, more effectively pray for your spouse. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.